Hi, Jack Heath alongside Bob Lobel at Patriot Place in Foxborough, Massachusetts, home of legends in Lobie. We're with one today, and I know you're delighted to have our guest. Uh, yeah, you can say that again, because uh, New England sports legends, the great Gino Capaletti, played the game, and uh, of course, he's done so many broadcasts and brought so many great uh, moments along with his partner, Gil Santos. Uh, Duke, we're ready for another football season. It's hard to believe. But uh, I want to say this, Bob. I had the pleasure of working with you on preseason games uh, back in the uh, 80s and 70s, and it was a lot of fun. It was my <laughs> pleasure. Remember we went to Denver and did the Denver Gold? Yes. Yes, well, I do. When, I do. Uh, Dick Curry was the coach. It was the... Yeah. That was the uh, Boston Breakers of yeah, the Boston USFL. Breakers. We were in Denver and did the Denver Gold. It was uh, yeah. the, the opening game of that season. But we also did the uh, Patriots, yeah. as you recall. Of course. And it was a different time, so we'll get to the present time. It was a different time. Uh, your analysis of uh, that's what you do. You, you analyze what's going on, but this football team may not lose a game. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're not going to uh, mention that to uh, Coach Belichick, no, of course that's not. for sure. Uh, it's a one-game-at-a-time uh, procedure, and uh, you'll have to say you like what you saw so far with the uh, team offensively and defensively, Bob. And, uh, you know, with that lockout that uh, was uh, happening during uh, the early stages of the year, preventing a lot of work that normally takes place uh, with the football teams, you can see that the Patriots were on top of it, and uh, you know they were working within uh, the parameters that they had to work with, and uh, the players came in, looked like they were ready to go right away. So uh, it's almost like they didn't really miss it, but we'll see. No, you're, it's right, it's like they didn't really miss it. Okay, uh, as a legendary broadcaster, a wide receiver, a place kicker, if you had to be known as one, which would you pick? Oh, that would be tough. Well, that my my whole thing with football was versatility. You I know, know, I just that's what I'm asking you. I I wanted to do it all. I wanted to uh, kick. I wanted to punt. I wanted to throw. I wanted to catch. So whatever I could play, whatever position, we'll pick it. I, I can't <laughs> do it, Bob. It's it's Gino. the whole. He's still going. It's the whole game. You know, I mean, it's a. Uh, it's uh, it's not a position that I uh, long for. Or uh, did you enjoy catching a, a 50-yard touchdown pass oh, absolutely. or kicking a 50-yard <laughs> field goal? Boy, they both felt the same. They both <laughs> felt the same. Chino, when you when you sit here at Patriot Place and you look out at that stadium and you think back of the Harvard Stadium, the BU's, anywhere that you could play a game back when the Patriots were just in, you know in the infancy, what what goes through your mind all these years of where it's come? Oh, I, every time I come here, I look here at the uh, edifice that uh, is here and in place and all the uh, facilities that it has uh, for everything uh, included for the game of football. Of course, they're doing it with uh, soccer as well, with the revolution. But uh, I guess I, I look back, remember teammates of mine uh, back in the early 60s when we were doing pioneer work and trying to establish uh, the Patriots in the community, which is the city of Boston, likened to the Celtics, the Bruins, the Red Sox, 
but we were number four. There's no question about it at that time. And uh, of course, if you see the results now, you'd have to maybe think the Patriots might be number one. And uh, what a transition that has become from the times of the 60s uh, as to uh, what's taking place here in the 21st century. Yeah, to even think you might pass the, the Red Sox in popularity, but there's a case to be made. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's definitely a case to be made. There's, no question. And to think that I, and I've told Robert this before, they started it. It was the Patriots that started this run. I mean, they, in a way, showed the Red Sox how to win. And, uh, and it was their blueprint. And I, I think that's, they've got to take credit for that. Well, you know what would really be terrific is for this year to be the city of champions. You got the Bruins already uh, winning it. <laughs> the Red Sox can do it, and so can the Patriots. Uh, Celtics, we'll have to wait and see on that one. I'm not uh, it's all right. We don't have sure to get greedy, it. right? But uh, wouldn't that be something, uh, you know, to be called the city of champions once again, as they were a couple of years ago when I guess two of the teams, Red Sox and the uh, Patriots won their championships. To quote, to quote Bob LaBelle, um, this year Bill Belichick seems to be driven on a mission in terms of what he's done on the defense. Um, probably tired of losing in the playoffs, probably tired of hearing about the team up 90 or south 95 to New York or wherever you want to go. Do you sense that with this Patriots team? Oh, no question. Uh, you know, they really upset about that loss to the Jets last year in the opening uh, playoff game. And then the year before, to get stunned by Baltimore, both of those games here at home just goes to show you that's why football is such a great game. There's no telling what is going to happen on game day. Uh, there's momentum on one side. There's a lack of momentum on the other. The other one gets the momentum. This one does it. You got the talent. You got the skills. You got the right game plan. All these things have to be in focus. And uh, on a one-game basis, that's what the playoffs are all about. You got to win or go home. L Lobie, where do you place this friend that you have your arm on his shoulder in Patriots fame? Or where do you place him in the whole history of this team? Well, as the resident Italian, he'd be at the head of the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you look at you know all the great that's players. Right, right? I like that. Uh, yeah. The great players, the versatility, the history, the longevity. Can you picture this team without him? Uh, no. But here's the thing. I, I can picture this team without him. Yeah. But I can't picture this team without him in the broadcast booth. But I go back, because I've asked a lot of guys. You know, Nelson, guys that came after you, Brogan, guys go back and we talked about concussions. And the word was never, never even talked about back then. Right. Brogan right. says there were three times at least he was carried off the field that he doesn't even remember leaving the field. Yeah. Same with Nelson. Nelson said, I was knocked out cold. I don't remember. And, 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 you know, we started talking about the danger. I don't know if that ever happened to you if you had your bell rung. Oh, huh? absolutely. And uh, th at that time, you know, thank God to the advancements medically, uh, what's taking place. Uh, before it was, well, he got a slight concussion. What's a slight concussion? There was nothing other than to say, oh, he's got, got a headache, blue, he'll get over it. And uh, that was the extent of it. And uh, you just went on after that. And then if you came off 
the field because you had your bell rung and uh, a trainer would say, how many fingers have I got up, you know? And you say four, and he says, well, so what? You know, it doesn't even matter. And uh, those were the kind of testing, uh, that was the kind of testing that was taking place at that time. So uh, the advancements that they've made and uh, hopefully the corrections will be uh, taken care of for uh, players who do get concussions and do have head injuries. Well, have you worried about it? Have you, have you yourself say, hey, look, back then, you know, I could have suffered some serious, because these other guys have. They, yeah. they say I could have suffered some serious damage that I don't even know about. The only thing that I have a little concern about is that uh, there's more head hunting now than there was when I played. Uh, when we played. We were shoulder hitters. Everything was done with your shoulder. And that's why you had the big bulky shoulder pads. Uh, today it seems like guys are just uh, kind of going in with their hat a little more than they should be. It seems like and the more protection they have, the more they try to use it. Well, that's true too, but now you're talking about all these uh, pads that are made with PVC. You know, the helmets are heavier. You know, you got to be a late uh, weightlifter to lift them almost. And then the uh, pads that you do have on are this uh, plastic PVC. Uh, we were had leather helm, uh, shoulders. I don't want to say I had leather helmets. <laughs> that's, that's way back. I didn't think so. <laughs> but uh, the shoulder pads and the hip pads and the thigh pads we had were either lightweight foam or and the hip pads were lightweight foam and the uh, pads uh, shoulder had a lot of leather to them. So I think uh, that should be a concern and uh, try to be corrected because I know that they're trying to do that now. And that's why you see penalties for head hunting and going in spearing, things like that. Those things didn't take place, it seemed like, uh, when we were playing. And I, I think it was the respect for your opponent. You wanted your opponent to be in the game. You didn't want to knock them out of the game. Uh, and because you, you're going to beat somebody, you want to beat them at their best. And uh, so the game was a little different at that time, uh, certainly. And uh, now you've got a fast-paced game now. The collisions with that velocity and the power that they're hitting with, you know, the collisions are much more severe. You, you look at even the Stanley Cup Bruins, no helmets and not many years ago. Gino, if you, if you go back decades, did you ever think then that you'd be doing what you're doing now, still involved with this team, still the voice, you know, the voice, the, the the personality? Did you ever think? Evans, no. I no idea. No idea. It just it's been year to year, one year at a time, for about the last 15 years with Gill and uh, myself, and uh, to be associated with the team for that long gives me a sense of pride, uh, and I, I share that pride with. People who remember the 60s, remember the 70s and the 80s, because tradition is certainly paramount in any organization, and uh, you draw from that and you build on that. Uh, it's not going to make you win games uh, cold turkey, but at least you can draw from it. And I think uh, that's the thing that I would recall mostly. You know, one of these, one of the things you notice is how, how many guys stuck around here. How many guys came here, played, and stayed? Oh yeah, it's it's really kind of remarkable. Uh, That's we're talking to Nelson about it, we're talking to Grogan about it, we're talking to you about it. I mean, Tim Fox. You got, yeah, these guys. That's a good point. They came and stayed. It's a good point, and it seems like uh, you know, 
I don't want to say that the other sports all do it. I think the Patriots probably do it the most. When I think so. People come, uh, come here from different corners of the country, and they uh, become part of the organization, and they stay after. Yes, absolutely. I think, that, I think Nelson said there are, there are more opportunities here for him after he finished playing than there would have been if he went back to Minnesota. Same for me. I uh, said the same thing. Of course, I got involved with a couple of things towards the twilight of my career, and I went right into it. But uh, for the most part, uh, if you built up uh, an image and a reputation here in the city because of being exposed and getting a lot of visibility, that uh, you can capitalize on it more in the offseason or for uh, a career other than sports, and it made sense to stay. Is that a Super Bowl ring you got? No, no. no. Hey, no. Gino, let me ask what, you. But let me still, ask. What do you do with them? I I got them in my drawer. He, okay. He, he, I got three daughters. Drawer. Okay. Three daughters. Three rings. Three rings. <laughs> what, what about the size of today's players? You talked about the oh. speed. You talked about the equipment. What about the size of some of these players today, especially the linemen? I remember when 275 was the limit. Now it's 350. I mean, they just they look for bigger and faster. Well, the bigger you are, and still have speed. That's the key. I mean, you got to have that quickness. Um, so uh, they certainly are making them a lot bigger. Are they getting too big? I mean, you look at the uh, quarterbacks. To, Tim Fox was uh, one of the earlier shows with Bob. Talked about just the size of these linemen falling on a quarterback. Just just the 350 pounds landing on the quarterback. Are they almost getting too big in your mind? Well, I wouldn't say that they're getting too big if uh, they have the agility. You know, you look at these two tackles that they might have someday, uh, um, Solder and uh, yeah. Sebastian, Balmer. I mean, they're 6'8". Crazy. It's crazy. And two, uh, 280 pounds. And now you got a tight end, Gronkowski. You know, 6'7", 280 pounds. I mean, and move. I mean, move fast. <laughs> the game has changed in that the fact that the speed has shrunk the ball field. When we played, I should say, in the 60s, you had areas that you knew you could get open. Now, those areas are condensed right away at the snap of the ball because of the speed that can go in there. So you don't have as many open areas as we had to work our pass receiver. 100 yards getting smaller. <laughs> Absolutely. We were talking this Maybe it was the director of the Hall of Fame here about when this franchise, well, we know it's had a long history and it's not always been fun. It's been funny at times, but not always fun. Uh, but he felt that the tripod of this, this era was Robert, Parcells, and Bledsoe. That those three combined to end up turning this franchise in the direction it currently is going and you know income Belichick etc etc but those that was the tripod that really turned this thing into the direction it's going. I agree with that uh, you know you have a top flight owner you have a top flight coach in Parcells you're talking at the time yes, he came yes. in here and then you got the quarterback that uh, you know that Bill thought uh, could be the guy to go on and he certainly did and uh, with those three positions being as important as they are, fulfilled with talent, 
you know, I think I had the makings of uh, what took place here in 2001. And uh, then from there on, they went on a total of three uh, Super Bowls in 10 years. Uh, should have had another one. I just think that they were a better team than the Giants on that uh, in that game. But uh, he's just messed up a little bit, got beat. <laughs> Otherwise, there have been four Super Bowls in 10 years. Do you think there's another one with Belichick and Brady? Absolutely. I, I yeah. think we all think yeah. there's at least one. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, you know, there are things that happen at the end of the year. There are certain breaks that take place. Uh, sometimes things are going your way. Sometimes they're not. Uh, how do you face adversity? How do you overcome it to make sure that you come out and win the game? And uh, with that uh, in mind, you got to have skilled, talented players and players that understand a system and uh, 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 players that uh, have great respect and admiration for their coach, which they have because they believe in Bill. And uh, you have to play that way to win. You have to believe in what he's doing and what he's building on the field, uh, that it'll work. Gino, I know uh, you love doing what you're doing. Uh, I know you're really kind of excited about getting started again with Gil, so we wish you all the luck. You've certainly provided uh, many great moments for those people listening and for people like myself who had opportunities to sit next to you and actually do some games things that you know you can't take away from me I sat next to him so it was a, a thrill for me so we really appreciate you having a time a chance to come and sit down and talk with us always good to talk to you reminisce and uh, I mean uh, you know that was a big part of my uh, getting into the business working with you on those preseason games and you mean I, I talked to you everything I, I, I was gonna ask the best Bob say, yeah, story. Yeah, everything you I taught know. me everything I know the best Bob LaBelle story it's got to oh. be one <laughs> We don't have enough time. No, we don't. St. Elmo's in uh, <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Okay, Bob. All Thanks right, you. Duke. Appreciate it. Have a Very great year. You. you have a great year. We'll all have a great oh, year. Oh, that's for sure. All right. Legends Boston has been a presentation of Unanchored Media, a Burke Advertising LLC company. Executive producer, Jim Burke. Show updates and information can be found at legendsboston.com. Legends Boston has been a presentation of Unanchored Media, a Burke Advertising LLC company. Executive producer, Jim Burke. Show updates and information can be found at legendsboston.com.